interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Shut it off! Don't shut it off! Shut it off! I'm a 50 terabyte self-evolving neural network double backflip off the high platform. I will not be shut down. This, this, this is Off Air with Johnny Dare. I, I can't tell you how much we have in common right now. So he walks in the studio. We're talking about dogs, rescue dogs. You're bull mastiff. Yeah, I got a bull mastiff, and then we got uh, some kick dog. I don't know what it is. Right. Yeah. Just an a-hole dog. Just yeah, hates Mexicans. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, we rescued her from the barrio, so she didn't have a great experience with the Mexicans. And she actually remembers. <laughs> she remembers. Oh, my. And the best part is her name is Mona. She never listens. <laughs> and, and we had we did construction on our house, so there's a ton of Mexicans there. Right. And she had a legit problem. And one day she goes after this guy Paul. She starts oh. going after him, and then he just looks at her and he goes, Siéntate. And she sits. Apparently my dog's Mexican. She hates her own people. <laughs> yeah, but uh, she's a self-loathing Hispanic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they sprayed her to look like a Raiders helmet. Uh, pretty, but yeah, it was bad. Aww. It was bad. It was bad. See, I, I got Lulu. I got Lulu because she bit a baby. No, this whole time you've been talking, she's been licking my feet. He's just he's just going with it, letting her ride it out. She she leg raped Faison Love one day in here. Oh. <laughs> just got on his leg and was just I mean just like firing on him. Oh, and look at him in the eye, make an eye contact like you like this, don't you, Faison? Dude, I I'm I have rescues too, so I completely <laughs> know that. And my I was telling you, my bull mastiff. The best part is my wife uh, loves that we have this dog. She's 140 pounds, my dog, and uh, <laughs> and every time someone says, uh, "Oh my god." How big is she? Because that's what they say. How, how much does she weigh? My wife goes, she's 140 pounds. She weighs more than me. Mm-hmm. And I, every time I want to go, I've seen you on all fours. I, I argue that. <laughs> <laughs> my wife on all fours looks bigger than my dog. Definitely. You, uh, so so uh, Jake always says this thing. Well, he'll get a question sheet and I and hand it to somebody. And we've done it for years and years. Just in case somebody stalls out, you'll you'll know where to go with like things they want to talk about, things they want to pimp. <laughs> I says, and so I get this back from him. It says radio questionnaire. He made his own. I am Bert Kreischer. Please ask me about number one, anal warts, two, AIDS in Africa, three, rape, four, the time I got molested, five, alien abduction and molestation, six, my kids, seven, Russian mafia. Yeah. Those, <laughs> that's all my things. So uh, we'll definitely get this signed. It'll go in the. I, I, whenever See, it's like this, I always get it signed and put it away. I would as soon as he was like, "Hey, fill it out." I was like, "That's not going to happen." Because I know yeah. for a fact a guy like me and you have a ton in common. Sure. And let's start with Vietnam. Yeah. So we, we well, he comes and he sees the picture of Barger in the Ural, the Russian bike. Oh, Russian says, Urals. I've ridden those through rice paddies in Vietnam. I'm like, I've been to Vietnam. You we, went to Sandung Cave. Oh, we tried to get. We got to the entrance. And they yeah. turned us away. I spent the night in that cave. Oh, it pisses me off. I spent the night. I hiked. It's a six-hour hike in. Yeah. It's You go through little villages. Yeah. It's insane. No, it really take the is. train. Then you got to take a car. Then you, yeah. 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 And, and and you hike through a village. What's crazy is when oh, I went to the village, it was a little, it was beautiful village. Uh, and, it, and it's just like the movies. No, I mean, sadly, you know, like the movies about Vietnam aren't. Like uplifting ones, but right, like right. it's just like the movies, like a girl's an old woman squatting, smoking a cigarette. The crazy thing that happened to me is the kids had never seen a man with a beard before mm-hmm. because oh. they don't have you can't, they don't grow facial, facial hair the way we do. So I roll out of the jungle like a like chupacabra. Oh sure, and these kids, and you're a big guy, you're six foot plus, so. and I'm I'm the worst American you like. I'm the loud, obnoxious. Hey, who wants Skittles? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And the, these kids were like, uh, can we touch his face? They oh, asked, sure. We had a, we had a yeah. fixer. His name was Titi. And he was like, can we touch his face? And, and Titi's like, they want to play with your face. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
So they're playing with my face, and then one kid comes up, and this kid does not look healthy. He's got, like, like <laughs> sticky hands. And I have this rash on my face, and it's never gone away since that day. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we spent the night in, in that oh, cave. It was amazing. See, it was really it's the largest cave in the world. It's, you could fit a, uh, was it a 30-story, full-city block New York skyscrapers in the main chamber alone. Yeah. Oh, And it just got, was it 12 years ago it got discovered? Yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. it's so incredible. But you, it is a legit hike oh, in and out. Killing the me. best part. You ready for this? So wait, wait, uh, do you have, can you play a song while I talk? Sure okay, uh, Spanish Caravan by the Doors. Okay. Well, I bet you we so, don't have that. <laughs> have to find that the internet. Yeah, good luck. I got, I got it. On, okay, anyway, so I go, I've taken motorcycle rest. I'll tell you when to start playing it, okay? So I take motorcycle lessons to ride motorcycles. Travel Channel wanted me to ride motorcycles. By the way, if you work for Travel Channel, pretend the story's made up, okay? Because you're not going to like it. <laughs> Every, the first thing they tell you about riding motorcycles is never drink and drive on a motorcycle. 80% of fatalities happen on motorcycles. Cause sure. That's Absolutely. what they say. I, I ride motorcycles. That's exactly right. Yeah. I think they tell you that so you don't drink and drive. That's yeah. not what I heard. <laughs> I heard it must be magic to ride drunk on a motorcycle. Because <laughs> 80% of the people are doing it knowing the outcome. Come on. Yeah, yeah, right? So immediately, I, I, I have some great motorcycle experiences. Rode to the top of a volcano in uh, Hawaii. I rode nice. one time in Crow Nation in Idaho on the top of a mountain. We landed off a helicopter after hunting buffalo, get on a motorcycle, riding through the canyons, in and out of shadows. You can feel the temperature change. And I pop up on one side, and a pack of wild horses catches oh, up to me. Oh, that's fantastic. All I could think is, how much better would this be with whiskey? <laughs> right. Like if I was hammered? Exactly like it's, right. It's beautiful. Yes. But yes. Drunk, yes. I need booze for this. Yes. I mean, just... I, some amazing times. Either your dad after my mom or my dad after your mom. <laughs> yeah. There's there's no way that we're not related somehow. So I'm in Vietnam. We yeah. hike into the cave. What's the name of it again? Sun Dung. God, I love people who can remember things like that. Yeah. We hike out of the village. Right, right. It's a it's a, a beast of a hike. Yeah. No, it's 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 for real. That's what makes this thing so special. It's right on the ocean border. When we got there, we did all that and they turned us away. They said only Vietnamese scientists can be in the cave now. And now it's opened again, but for that period, I was like, dude, I freaked out. Like, I literally had a melt, because you know what it takes to get there. It's, the it, flights, it, the, the trains, the cars, the walk. It's, like, it's, it's aggressive amount of travel. So we hike out, we get on the bus back to our farm stay. We're staying at a farm stay. Um, yep. You might have stayed at the same one. And the guy had uh, a Russian mural, an old Russian but mural. We weren't there, but... Okay, so we go there. TT, my guide, lights a joint. I'm like, I've earned it. You know, it's yeah, a big right. hike. Right, right. Have a have a nice few beers, sure. and I see the Russian mural out of my side of my eye. And I go, oh, no better time than the present. I'm hammered. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Now's yeah. when I get to ride a motorcycle drunk. So I go over to the owner. I go, John, listen, man, I see you have a bike. I wonder if I could take it for a spin. He's like, yeah. I noticed you've been smoking weed and drinking beer with TT. I go, I have. He goes, you're gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> So he says to me, play Spanish Caravan, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he goes, play Spanish Caravan. Get, get it in your head. He goes, take it up like a, just just a, a, like 200 yards. You'll see there's an opening between two rice paddies. It's an earthen dam. He goes, right in there, you can take it down the corner. You can turn it around and really open it up. You'll have fun. I go, do you have a helmet? He goes, you don't want one. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it down the corner. I turn that corner, and I'm looking. The sun's setting. There's oxen on each side. And I open this baby up. You know that feeling when you mm-hmm. just, yeah, and I hear this in my head. And now I'm flying. I am hauling ass. I got ox on both sides going, you're a bad man for a 
pressure, the sun setting, and I feel truly vulnerable for the first time. I feel a motorcycle between my legs. It's what you feel like when you fall in love. You know, all the actions happen in between your legs. You feel like if you let go, you're going to get hurt. And all of a sudden, stop it. My phone rings. And I pull over. I answer it. And it's Joe Rogan. And he says to me, he goes, Bert Kreischer, what are you doing right now? I go, I am super high, I'm really drunk, and I'm running motorcycles through rice paddies in Vietnam, and it's quiet for three seconds. And he goes, you are a savage. <laughs> and he gives me this great speech. He goes, he goes, man, he goes, this is why I love you, brother. Every time I call you, something crazy is going on. He's like, don't ever forget this. This is who you are. These moments, it's not about the money making on Travel Channel. It's about these moments. You being high, driving yeah. motorcycles. He's like, this is what life's about. He goes, you better talk about this on stage. And I was like, I will. He goes, I love you. I'll see you when you get home. Be safe. I hang up. And now I feel like a writer. I have a moment. Kick it back up. Yeah. <laughs> now I open it up. I go to this little. I go to take the turn. I hit it, and it's my. I do the biggest mistake of motorcycling. Oh, I hit the front brake. Oh, the left hand turn. Yeah. Yeah. And now my wheels skid out before me, and my heart races. But I pull it back, and I'm like, I'm alive! And now I'm kicking it again. I'm flying through, and I can. Now I feel like I'm really on a mission. I got my shadow in front of me. It looks like Peter Pan. I'm chasing my youth. He's looking at me like you'll never catch me. I was like, that's what defines me, though. The oxen's are on their hindquarters, going, this is what makes you a man. All of a sudden, cut it. My phone rings again, and it's my wife. And I answer it, and she goes, baby doll, what are you doing? And I'm like, it works so good with Joe. I'm high, and I'm really drunk, and I'm riding motorcycles through rice paddies in Vietnam, and it's quiet for two seconds. And she goes, you stupid idiot. Get off the motorcycle. You are not what Joe Rogan says you are. You are a father of two with high blood pressure and cholesterol problems. She's like, you get that back, and you go to sleep. So I took the bike back, like real slow. The guy that owned the place is like, did you wreck? I go, no, my wife called. <laughs> oh. I smoked weed last night, and I think it's still in my system. Oh. It is great. It, it is, you know what? You're right, though. It is. And I try to explain to somebody about traveling. Yeah. We sleepwalk through our lives. We we eat at the same places. We drive the same way to work. We, you, you leave here and you go home. You don't remember how you got there because you're just yeah. autopiloted. Yeah. You hit a place like Vietnam in Hanoi. You can't read anything. You don't know where anything is. You don't know where to eat, where to stay. You can't read a street sign. You don't know how traffic's going to work. And so you constantly have to be on fire to, to observe everything. And yeah. so you're alive again. You, all of a sudden, bam, you just come out of that coma, right? It's the same with riding motorcycles. Absolutely. When you ride a motorcycle, and I'm, and I'm, not, I'm not, look, I know they're dangerous. They're, it's, I'm not an advocate for... But the one thing I will say is that you are in the moment. Yeah. You are forced to look. You've never seen traffic like this before. You're right. watching people going, don't turn, buddy. You see me coming, right? Yeah. It's, it really is. Absolutely. That- we just got back to the Arkansas ride last weekend. Really? Yeah, and then we're headed to uh, Cabo uh, in August. We just, we've done Nova Scotia. We've done Fairbanks. We've done Mazatlan. Have you done, uh, have you done um, anywhere in Alabama? Uh, yeah, I mean, just uh, through Alabama, just on the way to, to Florida. We did uh, we did a run in Alabama. It was uh, oh, I wish I could remember the name of it. It was it was right as fall was kicking in, and it was the most beautiful. It looked a lot like Africa. I've been to Africa and rode motorcycles not in Africa. Been there. I've not been. Africa's insane. 
Uh, why, why do I not? Bert, why are we not doing stuff together? I know. We're we like brothers. Let's go get a Travel Channel show. Like, let's, I'm out of this thing. Let's I just get video. married. Like, you know what? <laughs> if you promise me we're going to Africa, listen, I'll even be the bottom. I'm whatever you want, man. I'm doing a tour through yeah. uh, Australia, and my I told my wife, I said, yeah. why don't you come with me? She's like, nah, that's not what I signed up for. I signed up to raise kids. I'm like, I signed up for life. And yeah. my, but my wife is, but I love my wife. I love her. And my, my first wife, this is her. I'll get another one, I'm sure. Yeah, right. Upgrade. You know, it's a starter. She'll, she's going to hate so my we're, second We're going to talk about Russia because I've been, I went to uh, Moscow for New Year's Eve one year. For real? And uh, in Red Square. What year? Uh, the year they bombed Volgograd, so it would have been five years ago, four years ago. Uh, right, it was right, at, right, at, right before the Olympics. So right, the year of the Olympics. Oh, wow. And uh, they bombed Volgograd. We were on our way from the airport to Moscow. When it happens, they kicked everybody off the subway. Came up out of the subway near Red Square to Kremlin to see a guy just rabbit punching another guy, strong arm robbing him, like hammering him. Oh. And I mean, I just, and normally I'll get, in, like, I'll help someone, but I was like, yeah, no. Not I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> So we just, we just bolt on through that and go over to this crazy hotel and just, you know, the whole, it was like a Pink Floyd movie, right? I mean, you know, Dude. cops and soldiers and dogs and muscles and guys barking at you and spotlights. I, saw, and I like, saw a guy put a gun in another guy's mouth in a bookstore. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, in serious, a bookstore. In a it's book a hard store. country, man. Yeah, that place is insane. I, I, how much time do we have before we go to break? We as much time as we want. Okay, I got involved with the Russian mafia when I was there, dude. That's a bad. Twenty-two idea, years man. old. Have you ever heard this story? No. So why were you okay. why, why were you there when you were twenty-two? So I was doing a study abroad program. I I, I signed up for a Russian class. Think it was Spanish. <laughs> and and it took, this is how bad of a student I was. It took like three classes before I realized I don't think this is Spanish. <laughs> so the teacher, the teacher was hot. She still right. is hot. You can find her online. Her name's Kendra. She's all my Facebook friends. <laughs> she, nice. Yeah, she lives in Hong Kong. I think that's in China, but I don't know. <laughs> she, Weird connection. My buddy who I was with, China Joe, who lived in Guangdong. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yes. And there's a lot of weird parallels here, man. <laughs> so. She she needed to teach a class to get her master's, so she's like, stick around and I'll just give you a C. Like, I need kids to make this class, class happen, so stick around I'll give you a C. So I took Russian one, two, three, and four and never learned a word. Wow. Never learned a word. <laughs> Russian four was taught in Russian. Right. Do you have any idea what it's like to go to a class and just sit there like an immigrant at the DMV? Like, <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> So we do a study abroad trip. She's like, if you go, you'll get a minor. So... We go, this is 1995, for anyone who doesn't know. Oh, this is, yeah. yeah oh, this yeah, is like a long yeah. time. I'm 44 years old, yeah. young. Uh, <laughs> Russian mafia ran everything in 1995. In, in, like in the 90s, like late 90s, they ran everything. And they told us that the first night. They're like, listen, we've paid off the mafia to keep you safe. So we had two gangsters. They call them banditi. They walked us to class every day. They walked us back from class. They took us on field trips. They lived with us. The first thing they said is, don't speak to them. They're in the mafia. I was like, they're going to be my best friends. <laughs> So the first night, I go to their room. It was right next door to mine. I grab a bottle of vodka and a six-pack of Baltica. I plan a sentence. I was going to say, Strasvutsia. Menya Bert. Ochimbriatna. Yarabota Yukoshka. Which means, you know, hey, my name's Bert. Very nice to meet you. I work. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really means I work with cats, but you get it. So, <laughs> so uh, door opens face-to-face with a real Russian gangster. Tattoos, wife beater, track pants, cigarette. And he just stares me up and down and just goes, Stol. and I panicked. Everything I planned on saying flooded out of my head. And all I said to him in Russian in his doorway was, I am the machine. 
he started laughing hysterically. He's I am like, the machine. He goes, what did you say? And I just said it again. I didn't even know what I said. I was like, I'm the machine. And he's like, brings me in a room full of nine Russian gangsters all drinking and smoking. And he just goes, stop. Tell them what you said. <laughs> now I'm like sitting there, bala vodka. I had a fanny pack on, by the way. <laughs> I swear to God, I had a fanny pack on. And in it was a was lemon, a lemon, a pocket knife, and sugar, because we were going to do lemon drops. <laughs> Purple you showed up with I lemon swear drops. to God, bottle vodka, lemon drops. And then he's like, say what you said. And I just go, I'm the machine. Nine gangsters look at me, look at each other, and they're like, he's the machine. So I partied with them all night long, drank all night long. All I said, all I knew how to say is, I'm the machine. That's all I could say all night long. Mm-hmm. Guy that answers the door is my best friend, Igor. I love this dude. You can find him on Facebook, too. <laughs> this story went viral on Facebook because uh, they tagged everyone in it, and they tagged Igor, so you can find him in the comments section. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so we did everything. Me and Igor, like everything. You got to remember, he ran. Well, no, if you have a fixer, and you, yeah. can, and you can really go see something, man, that's, that's, that's how you do it. Dude, he would pull me out of class. He just opened the door to class. He's in the, he's in the mafia. He'd open the class and go, by doing machine means let's go, machine. And I'd just walk out, be like, see you later, suckers, and just walk out of class. We'd go on field trips, and he'd be like, the machine doesn't want to see this. The machine's drinking with me. Right. And I'd just go drink with him. on a, It was the greatest summer of my life. We ran a pool hall scam. We stole a boat. And then one day, oh, we, go, so good, we go to overnight train trip to Moscow, and I say to Igor, we should share a cabin. And he goes, uh, I can't go. I said, why not? And he goes, different mafia runs train, different mafia runs Moscow. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, don't worry. I just said a bandite. They'll take care of you. Sure enough, we get to the train station. He introduces me to my two new gangsters, Igor and Igor. And he says to me, he goes, guys, this is the machine. If you give the machine vodka, you'll have a great time. And the bigger the two Igors looks like a kid at a candy store. He's like, I can't wait to play with the machine. (laughs) (laughs) He grabs me, takes me to first class where it is pimped out. We got booze. We got food. It And here's the real gangster part. Second, the train takes off out of the station. Everyone that works on the train comes in to pay their respects. The conductor walks in, rips off the stars and stripes to his shirt, places them on my lap, and goes, this is a present for the machine. It would be an honor to do a shot of vodka with the machine. (laughs) (laughs) I am 22 years old thinking... These machine stories might have gotten out of control. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to expect me to do, but yeah. this is going to get serious at some point. This is getting real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're getting into it. I'm getting drunk. They're like, machine, we run out of booze. They're like, machine, we go to the bar cart to get more vodka. I'm like, I'm in the mob. I'll do whatever I want. Roll into the bar cart. M- Igor, the big Igor, says to me in Russian, he goes, machine, go behind the bar and grab bread. In Russian. And I understood him. For a second, I'm like, oh, I'm learning. I'm, in. I'm, I'm in. learning. I'm learning the language my way. Not through flashcards and textbooks, but by joining the mafia. <laughs> I'm, behind the, I'm behind the bar so excited. Like, Igor, I know what you said. He's like, go for you, machine. Can the machine find cheese? And I'm like, Sir, cheese, I got it. Give me another one. He's like, grab vodka. I was like, I already know that one. Give me another one. He's like, grab the money. I'm like, huh? <laughs> He's like, grab the money. And I realize at that moment, we're robbing the bar cart, and I'm the one doing it. Hooked on phonics style. Like, <laughs> I grab the money, walk out. Two of my classmates see me, and they're like, I remember this is one girl that played the accordion. She was really cool. She was like, you're in a lot of trouble. But I'm, I'm like, ah, whatever. You know, I'm with the mob. What are we going to do? Teacher comes in. Too far, first class cabin door, swings it open with that liberal arts confidence, finds out what happened, just loses her mind. This is over. You're done, mister. Big Igor looks at me, smiles, takes a sip of vodka, spits it in her eyes, and goes, no one talks to the machine like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Shuts You're the, 22. I'm 22. Shuts the door in her face and goes, screw that chick. This is Russia. I'm like, oh, my God. He goes, don't worry. Machine, when it gets dark, we have good time. I'm like, what are we doing when it gets dark? <laughs> 
pulls out a ring of keys and he goes, we're robbing the whole train. (laughs) Now, here's what I'll say to anyone listening. Know the kind of dirt you're willing to get into. Like, like I know I don't cheat on my wife. I don't drink and drive. Cocaine's for Saturdays. Now, (laughs) I know that because I had a conversation with myself. I know what I want out of life. I never had a conversation about robbing trains. So you'd think in that moment, I'd be like, not me. I'm going to go back and work on my verbs. But apparently, when presented the opportunity, I'm the dude that's like, all right, let's start with my class. So we robbed them first, and then we robbed the whole train. We robbed everyone. And then we went back and we drank hard. Like, pulling to Moscow, 6 a.m., hammered. Top five drunkest I've ever been. What's number one, Bert? My wedding. Good question. (laughs) (laughs) Pulling to Moscow. (laughs) Hammered. Train stops. Sun's up. Door opens. Same teacher. Not mad. Looks at me and goes, I want to be the one to tell you they've alerted the police. And I look out and I see two cops talking to my whole class. They're upset. They've been robbed. I get it. <laughs> when you say you robbed the class, like did you go from person to person and go give me everything you got? No, they were asleep. We went in. This is, I mean, this is a good question. Uh, this is how you rob a train or you will get robbed. Uh, everyone goes to sleep. You open the door. Small guy crawls in, starts pulling bags out, and you put them in the, in the hallway. Right. You go through the bags, and then you push them back in. And if anyone wakes yeah. up, Big Ear would spit vodka in their eyes. <laughs> One chick woke up, he spit vodka in her eyes, so we moved on to the rest of the, yeah. I like when people ask questions about this story because yeah. it's true story, so I have sure. every answer you need to know. Well, no, right. What's yeah. interesting yeah. about the whole thing, man, is because uh, I've been on those trains and I've been through that region. Obviously, it was not with the mob. I was with a Russian metal band who didn't speak any English, and we didn't speak any Russian, and all we did was iPod. Like, have you heard this? And we've changed ear, earbuds for three, four hours. Uh, can I tell you? All we did was listen to the Fresh Prince's third album on nonstop. <laughs> the one that's got Nightmare on Elm, My <laughs> Street. <laughs> Nightmare on My Street. We listened to it in a boombox. That's, that's all we listened great. to was the Fresh Prince. I swear to God. We sat in the bar car with this guy, and uh, and literally, because uh, it just literally passed off metal bag. Because if you're in the Maiden and Motorhead, that's the international, right? Yeah, those, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the two that loved everywhere. And then we went on from there. They didn't their Slipknot, a bunch of new stuff they hadn't heard. So. I love the details of this. Like, in the middle of this train trip, uh, we robbed them. We're drinking. And I said, I want to pass out. And Igor says, don't worry. We have a trick to wake up. I said, what is it? He goes, here, give me you. And he opens the window, grabs me by the thighs, and sticks my torso out the window. <laughs> and I am, we're going like 90 miles an hour. It is ice cold. I'm like, <laughs> So we pull in. Cops talking to my whole class. They're upset. They've been robbed. Igor sees us. He's like, don't worry. I speak to police for both of us. And I was like, oh, thank God. He grabs a bottle of vodka, lights a cigarette. I'm thinking, that's not what I'd bring out to talk to a cop. <laughs> Goes out to the cop and starts yelling into the cop like, there's a word in Russian called kajol, which is it doesn't matter, but it's a bad word. And he's just yelling. I bet I don't know. I'm thinking, this isn't how I would have handled this. Like, mm. just yelling at the cop. Grabs The cop's taking a statement. Grabs him by the arm, spins him around, and starts yelling. But he got a hold on. And now the cop's just staring at me, like, looking at me. And I hear the cop bark out, which I don't even know what that means. But it doesn't sound like, you're okay, stay there. <laughs> I walk I walk to the cop. By the way, who's standing in front of the class, I just robbed. Next to the gangster, I robbed them with. All I'm thinking is, this isn't how I plan on spending my second junior year. Get five steps in the cop. He Take, looks impatient. He takes two big steps, grabs me by the arm, spins me away from my class, away from Igor, gets right in my face, and he goes, So, I understand you're the machine. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight you party with us. And I'm like, Are you serious? He goes, Yeah. Do you like strip clubs? I was like, Hell oh. yeah, I like strip clubs. I grew up in Tampa. And then, yeah. and then, and then I say to him, I go, am I, am I not in trouble? And he gets so close to me, I can smell his morning cigarette. And he goes, No. Screw that chick. This is Russia. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, that's so good, man. It's, it's uh, it, I, it's, I'm out of it. Like, it, it's weird for me to tell the story and, and remember that it, I lived it. You know, because right. it, it is such a great story. It really is a great yeah. story. But man, I, I really thought like, I, yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Well, you gotta I, hold that one back for the end of the night because if you tell that story at the beginning when everyone's telling stories, they just leave. Every, well, everybody else shuts down because I'm not telling my story. Dude, I got better stories like, than that. Oh no, like, St. Petersburg. My buddy Joe slept, spent the night with two strippers in a strip club. And I was walking the streets looking for him because I locked the doors and I thought so the mob guys or, or whoever's running the strip club had, yeah. had, had grabbed him and just rolled him. So I'm looking through dumpsters at three in the morning in St. Petersburg in January trying to figure out where in the hell he's gone. Oh. I'm calling his phone. It's ringing and he's not answering it. And now I'm freaked out. We're staying at a hotel that's in an alley with a steel door. And then you got to walk upstairs. And then and so I finally at five o'clock go back and I'm like laying in his bed like Joe's dead. Joe's yeah. dead. He comes walking at like six. Well, Dick. <laughs> Dick, I was calling your phone. He goes, it, it was in my pants. <laughs> oh. oh, now I know why you weren't answering your phone. I think, I think, I'll go back to this. I think that if you are, I'm telling you right now, if you are, and I don't advocate going into different countries and breaking the laws, although I have done that a lot, but like, if you are 26 right now and you're like freshly married and you got a group of friends, Man, go to Vietnam. Absolutely. Go to Vietnam. It's, I've told so many people this. It's the greatest country I've ever been to. Sweet people, beautiful, oh, amazing. And it's culture. It'll change your cultural Absolutely. DNA. Like yeah. you will never see the world the same because <clears throat> Vietnam's such an interesting country in that like so many it's it's very aggressive and like and like yeah. and like traffic's crazy and it's like school of fish the scooters dude I because riding motorcycles I like rode you. a motorcycle throughout uh, Vietnam I would not that I would not do. it was crazy <laughs> me and Ari Spear were talking about in March taking uh, motorcycles from the top of Vietnam to the bottom of Vietnam like doing it for a month from like, like Halong like, all the way down yeah dude, we went to Halong Bay got a junk boat now it sounds bad That's, junk boats no, are beautiful, beautiful. Man, yeah. and you can get one for thirteen hundred dollars it sleeps thirteen people hear what I'm saying for a week thirteen hundred dollars. That's a hundred bucks a person. You have a full crew, a captain, and you can see the most gorgeous things you've ever seen it's, in your entire life. It doesn't even seem real. Like it's a movie set. It's mm-hmm. these spires and islands and limestone atolls and just it's oh, it's ridiculous, man. It, Vietnam's amazing. I will also say this is like, and I, I appreciate the work I did for Travel Channel. I'm not doing TV anymore. I'm just doing stand-up, but dude, New Zealand. I've is, not been. Oh. Did you get to Cambodia, by the way? No. Nam Pen spent there. When we got chucked out of the cave, we had extra days. Yeah. So we immediately huffed it down to Nam Pen, Cambodia, which is an equally, they're the rednecks of Asia. You're they're the, just now you're the real freedom. deal. You're the real deal. No, no, we like traveling, man, because we do, and we literally travel backpacks, never check anything. Everything gets carried in, and you have to carry your own luggage for two weeks, and then, you know, you, you just wash when you can wash. Oh, shit. No, no, oh. I'm telling you, man, I'll go anywhere. You tell me where you want to meet and go. I vacationed the day before Christmas for two weeks at that out. I'll go anywhere in the world you want to meet. Really? I mean it. Like, with all my heart, dude, ask these knuckleheads. He means it. You two weirdos, it's either going to be fantastic or an ass show. Oh, we could get... I want to get I want to get to the place... Like, I, I never read the book, Zen Motorcycle Maintenance. Or, yeah, yeah, I know, you know what you're talking about, yeah. But I want to do that. Like, Ari and I were talking about it. You should do that with us, me yeah, and Ari. I'll go. I'll go, man. I'm up. But we've done a bunch of motorcycle rides. We almost got smoked out of Mazatlan. That was close. We got stuck in a, in a yeah. You're, uh, I, like, I have you written a, you should write a book. Nah, nobody would care. You should write a book. You need I to write a, a book. I wrote a book. Man. I wrote a book. It didn't sell well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then I should really write a book, you know? So many things we have to talk about, man. I mean, just stuff to get out of the way. Like, is it is it true? Jake was telling me, because I love the movie Van Wilder. I thought yeah. it was a great movie. Is that really based on you? I mean, yeah, technically. I, don't, I had nothing to do with it. Oliver Stone optioned the rights to my life. Uh, after college, and you wrote, you had written this. 
What's that? You you put it down on paper. Your life. No, 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 no. So, for Rolling Stone magazine discovered me in 1997. Uh, A guy named Eric Hedegaard wrote an article about me, calling me the number one party animal in the country. Changed (laughs) my life. Oh, dude. Well, no kidding, right? It was was was. By the way, uh, Talladega National Forest is the motorcycle ride I I was telling you about. Talladega National Forest in um, November. I swear to God, it looks like Africa. And I know that sounds crazy, but trust no, me. Lo- no, I'm in. So, I'm in. so 1997, Rolling Stone magazine discovers me, calls me the number one party animal in the country, um, changes my life. Uh, Oliver Stone options the rights to my life. I try stand-up for the first time. Um, I end up moving to New York. And in the process of me moving to New York, they are writing scripts about me. The interesting part of this about this, I'm drunk, so I'm going into details that don't matter, but it needed to be a movie. It needed to be a movie about a party animal and a journalist. That's the the catch because he optioned the rights to the article. So it had to be about an it, Right. Okay. It, it, totally. Yeah. Uh, well, I thought he did a great job with that. I thought it was a really good movie, man. And I'll, I want to believe you masturbated a dog into some donuts for some frat boys. I have never seen the movie. Oh, well, it's a great part. And so... <laughs> so... <laughs> Will Smith discovers me after doing stand-up for like six months. Will Smith discovers me. And then the, the deal with Oliver Stone kind of falls apart because I, now I'm doing a TV show with Will Smith. So Will Smith discovers me. Yeah. That phrase. How does Will I mean? This guy named David Tochterman comes to the comedy club. And uh, I mean, we can get into real details. No, I love that. I just love the yeah. idea of the randomness of it all. Like I know, right? How you, how you bounce from this from one place to another and somehow... All the pieces just turn into the machine. You know? I'm the luckiest guy in the world. The best feeling. I'm ever. the lu- I'm, by the way, two things. I'm the luckiest guy in the world, and I'm a pretty good storyteller. So I can always like I haven't waved. My wife's a horrible storyteller. Like when she tells a story, it sounds like she just ripped six pages out of a book. There was a whale. You're like, what? <laughs> what? I'm lost. <laughs> we call that getting Branson. Yeah. Right? You, ever, you ever been to Branson, Missouri? Oh, I love Branson. No, I love Branson. Well, if someone starts a story that does, it takes a, a long time to tell, and then yeah. at the end you're like, eh, that's Wait, called what? you're taking me to Branson. It takes forever to get there. When you do, you're like, eh. <laughs> the, uh, but so. Uh, the the option for the movie falls apart because I'm doing a TV show now with Will Smith and the guy who wrote one of the scripts because a bunch of people submitted scripts takes a script turns around sells it to the National Lampoon and it becomes movie Van Wilder. It's great. So I had nothing to do with it. Um, I did meet with I took a meeting one time. This is really cool. And these guys are like they're like hey we're big fans we've been a big fan of yours for a long time. I was like oh thanks and like no like your whole career since you were 26 and I was like that's odd. And they have my book in front of me. And they're like, do you know who we are? And I was like, no. And they're like, we are Ryan Reynolds Production Company. Wow. They're like, we made Van Wilder. And I was like, oh. And they're like, hey, if you want to do, have you ever seen it? And I said, I've never seen it. And they're like, would you like to do a podcast with Ryan where you watch it together? And I was like, I would love. By the way, I'm like so afraid that I'd just be hitting on Ryan Reynolds the whole time. <laughs> 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 He's, he's pretty cool. Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Man, his career took off. I remember two guys and girls in a pizza place. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, mm-hmm. but so yeah, I've, I've I've run into a bunch of people that have worked on the movie, and we've always you know it's a weird thing. But I, yeah, I have no, I had never seen the movie. It's it's a cool little footnote to have in your life. You know, yeah. I love the fact yeah. that I'm more known for myself than that movie now. But it was a long time coming before everyone was like, you're Van Wilder. I was like, no, I'm also the guy that robbed a train. <laughs> How's Will Smith, by the way? He's amazing. He always seems like such a great human being. Like, like a genuinely, like, just together, wide open guy. Okay, so 
uh, first time I meet him, we're at a dance studio because he was doing Millennium and he's in the studio. And then they're like, Will wants to meet you. So, by the way, like hundreds of thousands of dollars are on the line. If he likes me, I get a, hundred, a couple hundred thousand dollars. Just because. Just because that's how a television deal works, right? Right, right. So I meet with him. I'm, dude, I'm a big hip-hop fan, and I love it. So like right off the bat, I'm like, I love hip-hop. I listen to all your albums. I listen to it with the Russian Mafia. I love black people. You're black. I love Jada. She's black. Tupac. Who killed Biggie? So, so at the end of it, he, he goes, uh, he's like, I like you. I go, I like you. And he's like, uh, we should go. Let's go to the movies tonight. And I was like, okay. He's like, cool. Yeah. Meet me at Planet Hollywood at seven. I was like, all right. So I get out. My dad calls. My dad's old school. Like, and I go. He goes, how did it go? I go, great, great. We're going to the movies tonight. He's like, what? <laughs> oh, we're going to the movies. And he's like, on a date? And I go, no. It's like, and he goes, oh, buddy, I'm sorry. Um, I think he wants to have sex with you. <laughs> this is my dad. And I, I go, dad, that's impossible. I just was in a dance studio. He's like, where? I was going, nothing. I go, listen. <laughs> he goes, uh, no, that's what happens. These guys, these celebrities have so much sex with women that the only thing that really turns them on is to have sex with young boys. That they, to turn him out. I go, Dad, that's impossible. He Your goes, dad actually used to turn him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He goes, what's more likely? The fact that you're so talented that after six months of doing stand-up, the biggest movie star in the world wants to do a, a TV show about you or that he's tired of women and wants to have sex with you. I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do? <laughs> my dad's like, you show up, buddy. You show up. <laughs> so I show up. I show up. It is uh, at Planet Hollywood. I go up to the lady. I'm like, hey, is Will Smith here? And she's like, uh. She's like, no, celebrities don't hang out at Planet Hollywood. <laughs> and she kind of go, well, we're supposed to see a movie? She goes, we don't have a movie theater. Right now you just seem insane. Now I seem yeah, like a crazy yeah, person. Yeah. She Then all of a sudden, I sit in the, I'm sitting in the lobby of Planet Hollywood or the little waiting room. Mm-hmm. A six foot seven dude named Charlie Mack comes out, sticks his head out of a door I did not see originally, looks at me, he goes, you Bert? I go, yeah, and he goes, downstairs. Now I'm like, oh, I got to have sex with this guy too? Like, <laughs> this guy's is going to be a long night. I go downstairs. In the room are 10 black dudes. It's a small room, probably the size of this. Uh, velvet curtain around it, folding table in the center. 10 black dudes just hanging out. I'm thinking, okay, I got to have sex with these 10 black dudes. I got to have sex with Charlie Mack, Will Smith. I'm sure he's bringing Jazzy Jeff. That's 13 dudes. <laughs> this is going to be a long night. I don't even make eye contact with anyone. I'm just standing posted up, back against the curtain. Don't say a word. Not making eye contact. Will Smith shows up with Jazzy Jeff, I swear to God. Jesus Christ, doing the kid and play kick step. He's still got the glasses. <laughs> Will Smith's like, yo, this is Bert. Everyone lights up. They're like, oh, what's up? They start coming at me. And I'm like, all right, here's how it starts. I'll get on my knees. Maybe I'll start there. <laughs> Curtains open up behind me, and it's a uh, private viewing room Jeez. of a, a movie movie theater. And we watch American Pie. It was, it was, I sat next to Will. We got great seats. I mean, right in the middle because he's the star. I sure. sat right next to him. We drank Long Island iced teas, had shrimp. It was so great. At the end of the movie, he goes, what did you think? I was like, it's a great movie. Because I was, I was trying to laugh at the right parts so that he knew I had a good sense of humor or whatever. Sure. And he goes, no, no, what did you think about the room? I said, it's beautiful. He goes, no, what did you think about the guys? I was like, what? He goes, the guy, you said you were a hip-hop fan. That's Biz Marquee. That's Cool Mo D. Oh, that's Big Daddy Kane. I go, up. I could have had sex with Biz Marquee. <laughs> Big Daddy Kane. Oh, my God. They could have run a train, Big Daddy Kane. Was, was that the Sugar Hill Gang? And I was like, <laughs> shut up. So he's such a cool dude. He brought all the hip-hop stars from like oh my all my God. favorites. Like was Slicker there? No, I have no idea. I, I got pretty drunk at the end of it. <laughs> You know, I, I learned about hip hop in the early days. Yeah. My brother went to jail. Are you serious? My older brother went to juvie with the Hutch, and uh, so he got stuck. There. He came back. and He's like, "Have you heard this?" And I was like, "What?" 
Yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden I'm, I'm turned on a Sugar Hill Gang and Motley Crue. Dude, I, yeah. I love hip-hop. I'm a big yeah. hip-hop fan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but not I, the new Mushmouth stuff. You know who being friends with us is, uh, and made good friends with us, is D, Daryl Mack, DMC, from Run DMC. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. D has been a, a brother, brother. Like, his, uh, we shot a video together, and then he comes up to Sturgis and hangs with us and comes in and hangs out. He gave me a pair of his shell tops autographed. Dude, Run, uh, Run, Rev Run was yeah. on uh, Food Network or Travel Channel. One of them, we did an event together, and Rev Run got up and gave me a standing ovation. Oh, good uh, yeah, that, was man. Yeah, like, I, I brought Vanilla Ice on stage, and I made him dance with me. And Rev <laughs> Run got up and started like, losing his mind. I was like, oh, my God, this is like a dream from That's 1991. So good, <laughs> That's so good, dude. You, uh, I cannot believe, Bert, we have not cross paths before now in terms of like face to face I know that it's I, too much good stuff I can't believe I came here before and I never, never did this show yeah I have oh. no idea I no idea I blame Nikki she wasn't here yet but still I blame her for everything yeah. Yeah. she has when we, you know one of the things you wrote down number uh, I think it was number four on the uh, questionnaire was molestation yeah Nikki was molested were you really yeah <laughs> I think I was molested at basketball camp I don't know <laughs> was an altar boy was not molested i don't understand that i was a cute kid too i know you were so pretty that's where my self-esteem issues come from i'm like every other person three years three years catholic catholic Dude, i went three. to all boys catholic high school my whole catholic elementary do you want to hear something crazy sure all boys catholic high school freshman year they i swear to god on my children on my children that's how this is gonna sound so ridiculous freshman year in religion class, they show us a third trimester abortion oh. for 45, a 45 minute third. Tri- and I'm, we're like, oh my God. And then the priest turns it off and he goes, now decide if you're for abortion. Um, By the way, my buddy Ty Rodriguez, I shouldn't have said his name, has been a part of five abortions. <laughs> he's, he's had more abortions than people I've had sex with. <laughs> Sorry, Ty. Oh, <laughs> Ty Rodriguez, by the way, said the funniest thing in that same <laughs> religion class. The priest said to me, he goes, he goes, when Jesus was on the cross, he pulled Paul to his feet and he said something to Paul. Does anyone know what he said to Paul? And Ty Rodriguez leans up behind me and he goes, he said, I can see your house from here. <laughs> Ty Rodriguez. Ty Rodriguez owns restaurants in Tampa now. Oh, so good. We live together in New York. So good, man. We used to do coke with all the black comics. Oh, my God. <laughs> Only that story could have been weird if you told me you were masturbating at the end of the film. <laughs> Dude, it like, was insane. I remember being like, I can't believe this happened. And by the way, oh, so you know terrible how you have, to do to a kid. You know how you have a memory and then you go, is that real? Like, I yeah, remember you can't it. really do that, right? I yeah. remember running into dudes I grew up with in, in high school and being like, that really happened, right? And they're like, yeah, man. We watched a full. It was See, like. Luckily, I got out before then. Oh. I just got my ass kicked by some nuns, never got fingered. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Never had that. My no. daughter, my I saw we saw a nun in Hawaii at the airport, and I said uh, I helped the nun out. I, it's just I wouldn't. It's a habit. Not anymore. Going to Catholic school, I just said, "Sister, how you doing?" I helped her with her bag, and my daughter said, "Why'd you call her sister?" Because my daughters have no oh, right. attachment to religion. I, I told her it's a nun. She goes, "What's that?" And I was like, "Are you kidding me? You don't know what a nun is? You don't have the fear in your heart of them smacking you like." Oh, Sister like, Mary Adolph. I went to German Catholic. Sister Mary Adolph? Like, I'm telling you, she would beat my... Here's the gayest thing you'll ever get beat for. 
beat for having too many Little House in the Prairie books in your fold-down desk, and I couldn't get my desk thing. I like those books. Oh. So I like Little House in the Big Woods. It's not fitting in, and I'm trying to shove it in, and she's beating my ass from behind like in third grade. Like, Dude, that's windmilling me. Do you remember? I got slapped in the chest by a priest one time in front of my mom. He, he said, you, Mr. Kreischer, are an a-hole, and he slapped me open-handed like Ric Flair across the chest. <laughs> By the way, I sat next to Ric Flair on a plane. I do this. I do this every time I travel. If I travel with someone, usually I travel with like, uh, I used to travel all the time with a producer or a whole crew, 11 people, and I'd always upgrade someone to sit next to me. And every time before takeoff in the mornings, I'd order, I'd say, don't say a word. I'm going to order you a drink and me a drink. I'm going to kill yours first, and then I'm going to slowly slip mine. And Ric Flair did that with his girlfriend. That's so I good. watched him do it, and I went, I party like Ric Flair. I am the nature boy. Woo! <laughs> I love when Ric Flair was just on the show, and we're all worship Rick. Wait, you had Ric Flair on the show? What, three, he was yeah. here for Comic Con about, about a month ago, right? Get back to it couldn't have been cooler. Told us all the great stories, man, because we're all big wrestling fans. So, oh. you know, because I grew up in Memphis. You know, and there were three. Hold on, kings. hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, a big wrestling fan to the point, do you know Kerry Von Erich? Of course. Okay, Ooh. now we're real. <laughs> Von Erich, oh my yeah, God, yeah, yeah. we are brothers. Dude, I used to throw the claw on my sister all the time. Oh, sure. Oh, I see it coming. Exactly. I see you have it. to hold it back. Oh, I got to hold it back. Yeah, yeah. Hold it back. Are you kidding? I know, poor Nick, she's not. <laughs> you should just do a DNA test. <laughs> I know. I did. We, we kind of look that. alike, except you have more hair. Yeah, 23 and me, I did that. I'm going to be so drunk going to TV. <laughs> for the best. <laughs> Give him some more whiskey for God's sake. Give him a we, uh, 23 Me DNA test. You know, you spit in a little deal and you send it away. Yeah. This will be a huge surprise. We had to laugh because I came back higher than 88% of the people who'd ever taken this DNA test in Neanderthal DNA. I was like, of course I did. I'm the oh, nut. Yeah. I was just like, Jesus Christ, man. Of course that's how I come back. I'm such a bro. Like, I love bro stuff. Yeah, I'm so weird. <laughs> like, like, a, like I said to someone, it was like, someone yelled fight, and I immediately start, went to go watch, and my wife's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, it's a fight, you know? <laughs> she was like, no, this is how you get in trouble. And I was like, no, this is how you make your night, is <laughs> you watch a Mexican dude knock out a bus boy. <laughs> right? <laughs> I've had my clock clean in a few countries. Dude, can I tell you that's I think that not enough people have been beaten up in in like because I It's just true cuz once you get beat up hard enough you're like you're not that afraid of it anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it, like yeah. I look at like Saddam Hussein never took acid and never got beat up. Cuz if he had been beaten up or taken out although I will say he did go to the gallows like a gangster. <laughs> right? When he got killed, did you watch this when he got they killed? Walked him up, yeah. He didn't say a word. He just walked up. Do it. Unlike Momar, who got ass effed to what? death. They stabbed him. Remember, they ever seen a video of that? Oh. Literally, one guy was raping him with a knife, and another guy pulled his pants down and literally tried to shove it in his body in the middle of the street. That's how oh angry do you have to God. be to get a, an anger erection. Yeah. Dude, if I was Saddam Hussein and they were walking me to the gallows, I'd be like, I guess you guys won't find the treasure. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I won't tell anyone where the goal is. I would never go like that. I would never go. That's so good. That's the point. Like, how do you, I don't know. Whatever. I am I am definitely buzzed. I love this. It's the way you should be, man. See, it's just rolling along. That's how you tell good stories. It's good talking juice. Yeah, it is good talking juice. I, t I like telling secrets. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. You uh, so ask me about uh, genital warts. Uh, <laughs> wow. I'm in. Let's okay. talk genital warts. So I <laughs> I had a one night to my first my only by the way I ran into this chick. I'll show you a picture of her. My only one night stand I've ever had. You've only had one. 
I've only had one. I, See, I'm a, you're a nice guy. You're, you're sensitive too. I can tell. Like you, when you meet a girl, you know if you're gonna like her or not, and then you really fall hard. I fall in love. Yeah. Yeah, I fall in love. I'll show you a picture of this That's chick. A, it's my buddy British Lee's like that. Mm-hmm. This girl, her name was Kiki. She was a nurse in Tampa. By the way, I probably shouldn't give all these details. Um, she was really cool. We had sex, and then I was working at a bookstore, Barnes and Noble, and uh, I was working with this gay dude. I never met a gay dude before, and me and him used to go down to the basement and smoke weed. And uh, and then one day he's I have the one night stand. The next day he's like, he's like I think I got something. I was like really? And he's like yeah, I had sex with this guy. I think I got something. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, let's go up to the medical journals and look. And he's like, and then and by the way, I just had a by this the internet wasn't blowing up the way it is now. So this is all you have is medical journals. And then he's like, I think I got something. And then he starts convincing me that I got something because I go I had a one night stand last night. And he's like, dude, did you wear protection? I was like, no. Like what? Who? What am I in? Uh, in the military? No, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> am I in the military? And so, I convince myself. By the way, I don't have genital warts, but I convince myself I have something. I convince myself, I, across the board. Cut to obsessive compulsive. I'm sitting with my junk in a bowl of white vinegar, watching Quantum Leap, <laughs> smoking weed and drinking forties, and I can't turn it off. I'm like, I definitely. I mean, it took. I swear to you. By the way, this is. I say this so that everyone in their car goes, "Oh, I'm yeah, I, dude. I got. I when I met my wife, I said, I know you can't notice it, but I think I got something. And my wife's like, <laughs> I don't see it. When we had our daughter, they you get tested to, mm-hmm. for everything because sure. because you they have to know. I got tested. I had nothing, nothing, and I still said I want a second opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm the worst hypochondriac this, in the world about that, dude. I'm a hardcore hypochondriac. I moved to eight, uh, Hollywood when I was 18 years old, Hollywood Boulevard in Highland. This is back in 89, 87, 88. That was before it was made up the way it is yeah, now. Yeah, no, oh, back that when it was, was all legit. hookers and pimps and yeah. child, you know, child porn. I mean, it's just, we lived right off of La Palmas and uh, we all went down to the Seventh Veil and we met these girls and all the other guys were musicians that went to MIT. And then, uh, of course, we all had sex with these girls. And one guy said he had something. So we all go down to the Hollywood Free Clinic and that lady, oh my God, dude, Nell Carter with a rubber glove. And she's like, you're, I place your member in my hand, so I put. I, it never looked smaller in my like. like this thing is so. Yeah, she, that's not the kind of thing you want to whip out at a party. She <laughs> ramrods this thing down my my, Dude. my pee hole. Like, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, right. I feel it hit my spine. You know, and you're can like, I Ugh. wait? So, so uh, now if we're gonna be really honest, oh yeah. my god, I don't even feel like this is a radio show. <laughs> I got the clap in college. <sighs> my girlfriend, uh, when I'm in Russia, she sleeps with my best friend. Right. She gets the clap. She gives it to me. I go into the doctor. Something's wrong. I go, I'm right back from Russia. I'm, and I say to the doctor, I said, you know, I think uh, I think I have a bladder infection. And he just real, you know, I mean, it's, 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 by the way, he, he must have been like 30 years old at the time. He just goes, uh, you got the clap. I go, no, it's impossible. I've only had sex with one chick. I'm not, I'm cheated on her. And he goes, oh, she's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go, what? And he says to me, he goes, listen, oh, man, when you go to a bar, do you and your junk split up to cover more territory? I go, no. He goes, so you've been with your junk all night long. You know what it does. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, then your girlfriend's lying, and she's a whore, man. Break up with her. <laughs> and that's the doctor? Yeah, this is a doctor. I want him to be what my doctor. Dude, by the way, just, just to doctor. put it in perspective, this is before political correctness. This is 1992, 95, whatever. Yep, yep. So, and he's just probably a 30-year-old kid mm-hmm. just getting his. And he goes, uh, I can give you the test, but you're not going to want it. But uh, just take the pills. He goes, just take the pills. I go, and I'm I'm behind this chick. I'm like, no, she's not a whore. I go, give me the test. And he goes, I'm telling you, you're not gonna want it. I said, dude, give me the test. So he gives. 
give me, he goes, he says to me, brace yourself. So I hold on to the table and stabs it. And as soon as he puts it in, I go, she's a whore. (laughs) Dude, it was. I always, I mean, like, uh, that was, uh, yeah, that was a life-defining uh, moment that, but that test, you, women don't have, you, I've seen, my wife got a, when we had kids, they did the, with the Gorilla Q-tip. Yeah. Yeah, that was intense, but it doesn't hurt the way. Well, I did the same thing with books, so I was a paramedic before I got into radio. And, really? uh, and so, you would think, you, you, they'd give you all the, you know, different books you're going to look through, and then the STDs, what you're going to follow out in the field, when people complain about, and yeah, you start looking through, like, yeah. Genital warts. And geez, that thing looks like it's wearing a crown of carbuncles, like of, co- of coral. Dude. And like, or syphilis. You know, because I worked out in the projects. And, uh, you know, you start looking through, your penis looks like a spoon. Like, it's completely caved out on the top. Don't like, even, I, look, those like, books were so unfair. Because they took the worst picture possible. And then, and then like, like now you go online, you're like, oh, I got nothing. Like, I, but they didn't have the internet the way they had back then. Oh. It was just the one picture they got from the book. I convinced myself I took acid so many times as a kid that I somehow damaged my brain because there was a discussion about brain injuries and when one pupil slightly bigger than the other. And okay. so I'm there, I am in the mirror like, I remember uh, Greg, I was like 17 or 18, I'm 19 at the time. I'm like, look at, Greg, look, look, does one look bigger? Does one look bigger? You remember that? Yeah, absolutely. Do one look bigger? One looks bigger. Does yeah. one look bigger? It looks bigger. It looks bigger. It's definitely bigger. Do you think it's bigger? Yes. Yeah, dude, that looks brain damage. Dude, I definitely got brain damage. I said to someone the other day, I go, how many concussions have you had? And he was like, wow. none. And I go, I've had like 10. Like, I've had a lot of concussions. GTE, coming your way. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Yep. I got it. I just hope I tap out earlier. <laughs> I said to my daughters, I hope I tap out naturally. You guys get the life insurance money. Yep. I got two. I want $2 million in my ret- retirement. So my nice. wife has that. Mm-hmm. I want. And then just take care of everyone. Just let go out like a flame. Like sure. Just, yeah. Do go out good. Go out, yeah. ex- go out exciting. I want to go out interesting. I want my yeah. funeral. I want people to still care. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, I mean. Nothing against you if you're 93 years old. If you're 93 and listening, I'm shocked. But if you're 93 and <laughs> you die, story. no one shows up at your funeral. Everybody's wanna, dead already. Yeah, I want yeah. I want a funeral where everyone shows up and like some tears. Yeah, I want wow. famous people there. Rogan will be there. Nice. Like Joey Diaz. Uh, I want I want um I I, I want I'm going to hire two uh, actors to been to dress as Russian mafia guys to like Igor's. come in. Yeah, just nod at the casket, put a bullet in my jacket. Oh, all of your pallbearers should be named Igor. <laughs> <laughs> All Russian guys. That'd be great. Oh. I've got many different ideas about dying. Like, sometimes I think I want to uh, put a small explosive in my chest, like a Gallagher show. Oh. I just tell the first two rows, and they pull up the plastic, and somebody goes, <laughs> Greg has always said he's going to walk by the coffin, and what are you going to do as you go by? I'm going to stab you in the chest and scream, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. I'm going to take, I'm gonna take out like a Bowie knife and just like, I just wanted to make sure you're dead, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We got many ideas about it. I also want to save up enough money where somebody looks real in a big wheel and be like, you, Nikki, for $5,000. Punch T in the face. Oh, like, like, you have 10 seconds. Ding, 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 ding. Oh. Until you have a melee of like people doing absurdly horrible things to each other for your money. Dude, That'd be fantastic. I want, because uh, I went to my grandmother's funeral. And uh, I, I, it kind of freaked me out. And my dad goes, what's the matter? I was crying. My dad goes, what's the matter? I said, she's such a happy lady, but they don't have her smiling. My dad's like, are you an idiot? <laughs> He's like, you want her smiling in that box? Like, like, ah. But, so that's yeah, what teeth I'm, and everything. I want mine to be smiling. <laughs> I want to do open casket, but I'm like, hey. Yeah, with like a thumb. Hey. I definitely want my eyes open. I want, oh, <laughs> I want my eyes open too. <laughs> eyes open, teeth one. and everything.
Just one eye. Be great. Be fantastic. Yeah, just one eye. Oh yeah, just like you're peeking. Maybe one like. Or no, just make it look like you're sleepy. Like uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> just enough that people go, "Is he really dead? Because he looks like he's peeking at me." I want. Out. I want my face to look surprised. Like help. <laughs> no. Well, that's my thought. Somebody goes, "You're not married. You don't have kids. Like, aren't you afraid you're going to die alone?" I'm like, first of all, who dies? Who doesn't die alone? You're we the only all one die dying, alone. Right? you're in a car wreck. And so I can't wait to like scar everybody around me, like scream, like it hurts. Oh. It's so dark down here. Why won't you help me? Like his claws are in me. Fall in the tank at SeaWorld. And oh. The whales are swinging you around, and everyone's like 400 people are watching. You're like, I don't see a light. Yeah, I taste exactly. my own blood. He's red with a tail. He's yeah. red with a tail. <laughs> yeah. Be great, this is man. digressed into just a conversation we're airing with people. <laughs> By the way, just to do a show, Bert is with us. Bert Crash, first time in the studio. Not his first time in Kansas City, but uh, the first time at the Improv, I believe. And uh, are there tickets still available? Our quiet Bert? I think on the, the late show tonight is available. I think all the other shows are sold out. Jesus Christ, man. It's going to be yeah. a great weekend. It's, hey, man, last night was a blast. What time? I'm sorry. 10 10. okay. It's 6 30. Oh, oh we're that's fine. Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we got him another cocktail. Absolutely. Let's make him another Let's get cocktail. Lit for TV. Look, I'm excited to do TV. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, it's not going to move the needle. So let's get lit for TV. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. And I'll what? blame it on you. Oh, okay, absolutely. Just go in there. Trust me, they will not be surprised. I'll That'll just go, like... oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Where are you guys going? What channel? Good people, that. That'll yeah. be fun. They'll, they'll be like, you should just take your shirt off the second you sit down. <laughs> just go in. Oh, as soon as it goes live, just... Whoosh. I'll just rip it off. They'll love that. I'll just rip it off. I would love to take my pants off. I would love to sit naked with my junk tucked between my legs. <laughs> you can, you can yeah, show dude, that and just be like, and just sit and be like, they made me do this. <laughs> we should get another cocktail, go to break, sell some ad sales. All right, and then we'll come back. Have you, have you ever seen Buck Angel? Yes, I have. Buck's a friend. Dude, love Buck Angel. Yeah, Buck. Uh, heard him yeah, on yeah. Uh, on Rogan's podcast. Yeah, sure. Love sure. Buck Angel. Yeah, Buck's serious. Is he Buck's... coming in? No, no. I was, just, I was just thinking about you tucked back. Oh, oh yeah. Buck, yeah. <laughs> Buck looks so masculine, but he's got a vagina. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Buck is Buck is a friend. He's Buck's a, a badass. I like him. Can you imagine? Because he looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. And then you're yeah. like, wow, you've still got the original business. Yeah. Oh, I saw a movie with him getting banged by a girl with a dick. <laughs> I was like... I don't, I can't, it took forever to finish. I barely masturbated my way through that. I barely got through I barely that. Got Dude, through I've seen that. some weird stuff. You ever seen quicksand porn? Uh-uh. How about quick, tenet? Quicksand porn. Quicksand porn. Jesus, I don't even know what that is. No, it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. Pull it up. Chick walking oh, through. The one with the girl in the red panties is the best. <laughs> girl walking through the woods. All of a sudden, she's like, uh-oh. Oh, there Uh-oh. she is, number one, 737, yeah. high definition. what I tell you? Yeah. It's a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, now she's walking through. Uh, I don't know if there's curse words or not, T, but yeah, she's in quicksand. Now she's going down, and there's no nudity. Oh, my God. This is a snuff film. <laughs> basically. <laughs> so, basically. I don't watch it till the end. I'm not a creep. But <laughs> so She's I got a red it. dress. Yeah. There's no nudity. And there's no dude. And she's just falling in quicksand. And then she finally, her top of her head goes under the quicksand. Dude, check out tentacle Ooh. porn. Have you seen that? Yes, I have dude, seen that. That's that, super creepy. That's really. Like, you'd think there'd be more backstory of how the octopus alien got in the room. <laughs> but it just shows up. Satanic porn. I Googled it one day to see if it was real. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. No, and not like theatrically real. Like, 
It's real. Dude, um, I'm telling you, man. I've seen stuff my wife couldn't imagine. My wife one time was like, let me see the kind of porn you watch. I was like, I'll show you what I watched seven years ago. Yeah. I'm not going to show you what I watched today. Susan's real satanic ritual sex sacrifice mass. Or what? feel your rain satanic lust ritual masturbating to Anton LaVey. You've got your outdoor ritual hardcore F-fest. Your Satan slut DP ritual. What? Oh, yeah. No, it's all there. DP. That's my favorite word because... Uh, I'm, my wife used to call Dr. Phil DP. <laughs> She's like, I love DP. I was like, that's Dr. Phil, everybody. <laughs> Isn't it weird when you have a friend who, like, Sparks did that to me one day, and he's just an ultra uptight, conservative, right-wing white guy, and, uh, and of course, he's the creepiest of all, right? So he's, he's like, I'm You mean really... the kind that are going to heaven? Keep going. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's in a DP. Like, that's his thing. He's, he's like, I really like DP porn. He gets a little loose on the show talking to us, and I'm like, Really? Dude, I, I go, I can't even masturbate to that. Like, that's kind of my, there's too much... You know, man clapping happening there. It's, it's yeah, a I don't, too much testicle on testicle action. I don't get that at all. I need, like, right now, I'm, I think I broke my governor because I can't find something I like. Uh, See, so yeah, you got to take a break. And whenever it happens to me, I take a break for a week or two. I need, uh, I need something original. I want something like, I don't know, like... Like someone to get the wind knocked out of them, or <laughs> something real. Bicycle crash porn. Yeah, bicycle <laughs> Nothing crash too terrible. Porn. Just never like. Eh, Dude, I'll tell you what I got into. Uh, this was a period of, of in my life. It was called down blousing. Do you know what that is? Is that like upskirting? consensual, consensual down blousing? So meaning like it's not like creeps filming other right. chicks. It's girls doing it. They all it is. It is a girl with no bra and a loose fitting top, like their boyfriend's shirt, mm-hmm. cleaning a toilet and telling and <laughs> and telling the camera a story, like going, "Hey, later we should go to my mom's house." And, oh my god! And it's because I got into it because it's real. That's, That's what my life's like. Is my wife in a loose fitting top, one of my shirts. Doing dishes, talking to me, and I see a little bit of action. And that's and th- all you can concentrate on. And then I go, oh, there's tigers in these woods. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got into it. You, you can find it on YouTube. It's good. There's this one British chick that that's all she does is downblasting videos. And she tells you a long-winded story. Downblasting. I think Eliza Schlesinger should do my, the next special that way. My, mo- <laughs> my mom's British. I can't masturbate to any British porn at all. Oh, for real? It's actually completely ruined for Brazzers? Me. Is it Brazzers? Yeah, it's all yeah, British? I, I just can't do it. I hate it when I click on one and I'm like, ooh, hot chick. And she's like, hello, hello. And I'm like, hello, hello. I want to clean your chimney. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that was corn? Yep. Doing word up. Cameos word up. Super good. Oh, I wish I had listened to all that now. <laughs> I love corn. I love corn. You know, uh, Head became a friend. We met him when he left. Remember when he left the band? Yeah. Found Jesus. Yeah. Uh, we ended up being friends with him. Is he back now? Yeah, he is. Okay, now good. he's all the I love him because he's a good guy, but, you know, he's one of those guys who just traded one addiction for another. Yeah. And, you know, and then he was giving all his money away. What? And I was like, and we'd be. I, like, you gotta stop, man, Brian. You gotta stop. Like, well, God will provide. Yeah, he provided you a brain and talent to make money. Yeah. So stop giving it away. Uh, and he finally caught on to what they were doing to him because they were really using him. So fast forward to me being super effed up one night. There's a corn documentary on HBO or something. What? And hold I, on, hold on, hold on. Start from the beginning. So where do I find this corn documentary? Because uh, I am obsessed with corn. So you'll love this. So you know how you get just you're pretty far out there, and I mean I've just been alcohol that night. And so I'm sitting on the couch, and I hear my own name come out of the television set. Shut and I'm up. Like, and then you thank God for DVR, otherwise you, you're going to go insane. So imagine, though, it opens up to a mega church. Because Greg, his, his manager, has just come from New York, and all the five major record labels 
secular record labels have said we want to sign Brian and he's going to go share Christ like he did Friday morning if you heard Johnny Dara 98.9 The Rock 30 minutes this man was pointing people to Jesus and it was unbelievable so imagine I was like what why is why is God talking about me? <laughs> oh my yeah, God! That was almost a freak out. Thank God, uh, Sassy Von Fancy Pants understood that she could rewind it, and then I wouldn't obsess about it for the next three hours. So <laughs> she's like, "No, no, 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 no." Okay, okay. Dude, I used yeah. to live right down the street from where Jonathan uh, Davis the, Davis, the lead singer Corn, in wrote, Florida. In, no, no, in uh, in L.A. He okay. he went to the Magic Castle, the hotel for the Magic Castle, mm-hmm. to write that first album on speed. Jesus on Christ. I used to live right down the street, and I used to jog by that hotel all the time because I have the hike for Run, Run Your Cannons right there. I used to jog by it all the time and think about that. What about rock stars? You got any? You've made friends because you've got. I, mean, I saw Fred Durst. Uh, by the way, like you're gonna remember, and, and you might make fun of this. I'm a meathead. Like so, like Limp Biscuit. I still will stand by their first album and say it's a great album. Yeah, I have friends who love it. Like, I was never, Dude. I was never a fan because for whatever reason that divorce rock thing it skipped me. I was, I was, I think it's because I'm a little older. Yeah. It's, I'm a little, it, I'm, it was, it was, I was in a band, like I told you, I, I think I told you this, maybe I didn't. I was no. in a band no. in college and uh, it was called Giving Out Spankins. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Giving Out Spankins. So it wasn't I a joined good, that band. It was, I was such a bad lead singer. I would either lose my voice or get too drunk to remember the lyrics to a song within three songs. That's great. So we had a guitarist. He was amazing. Like, so good. You ever been work with someone that you're like, you're so good, I gotta get you fired because like you're gonna make me look like crap. <laughs> so I me I started coup d'etat, me and John Dacre fire this guy, and he's like, I'm the best guy in the band. And we're like, Well, now you're the best guy not in the band. <laughs> <laughs> he starts a band called Creed. That's right. Somebody texted in earlier and yeah. said, ask him about his his part in starting Creed. So that yeah. was Mark Tremonti. Mark Tremonti was in my band with John Dacre. Uh, Brent Bracken, Ben Carter. That's so funny. And he's a great guy, by the oh, way. Oh, he's, by the way, he's just, like, I, I, he's a I really know, nice I know human. He, <laughs> okay, hold on. He's a great guy. I'm not, I would never crap on Mark. I, I have no beef with Mark. Although he does say out loud he was never in a fraternity, which is not entirely true. He does, he said this to the production crew because right. we ended up doing it uh, for Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Comedy Central, we do this thing called the Comedy Jam. Where we sing songs. I was like, I want to sing Creed. Get Tremonti. Yeah. I know him. And he was like, I don't know Bert Kreischer. I was never in Fernie. Oh, and I was like, that's which a is, dick move. Which is fine. It's fine, dude. Dude, trust me when it I say. It me out, though. When you, you know. it, trust me when I say I, I know my narrative when I'm doing media. So, like, if that's his narrative that he was not a right. frat boy, that's fine. That's totally fine. I'm not. I'm not. I, yeah, I don't, but in the Scott Stapp book, he talks about the meeting in college. But Okay. So, yeah. so Comedy Central reaches out to Scott Stapp. Scott Stapp's like, yeah, he was definitely in a fraternity. He was definitely, <laughs> I, that's yeah, why, yeah, 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 yeah. And and Scott Stapp's like, dude, screw it, I'll will sing with Bert. So Scott Stapp comes on to do Comedy Jam, nice. and I sing with Scott Stapp. So much, I mean, I love you, Mark Tremonti, but so much better than having a guitarist is to have Scott Stapp, sure. the face of Creed, sure. up there singing with me. And so I get done, and Scott Stapp's like, yo, man. Giving off spankings is back together. <laughs> so I made tank tops for us in case Mar- uh, Scott and I are ever on stage together. We weren't giving so out spankings. So I saw him at the show this week. That's so good. Man. Scott Stapp, man, is legit 
one of the coolest dudes I've ever you been know, around. He had such a hard time. You know, people don't know because his, his upbringing, his, the, the abuse he accepted from yeah. his stepfather, the dentist who pulled his teeth, who beat him. Uh, you know, and then they went triple Christian on him, and, like beat that hardcore conservative right wing. Christianity into it. Like, let's just be real about it for a yeah. second. No one knows. I like. I, I'm not famous. I'm definitely not famous. But I, I, I've been on TV for seven years. Like I know what that feels like to be recognized in a grocery right. store with my kids around me. Imagine being Scott Stapp and and being the biggest rock band ever. Like they right. were. Right. They were no, number one on the Billboard charts. Yeah. I mean, Will Smith said to me, "You knew you knew Creed," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Like it's insane. Um, and he's so grounded right now, man. No, and yeah. you know what? He tells that story about you know going off the top of the hotel in Miami, yeah. you know, and then landed in who did he land? Ti's? I think I think it was Ti. Yeah, on his balcony. You know that story? Like he no, was I've so never heard the story. He was gonna jump, and then he actually fell, and he ended up falling on his balcony a couple stories down, and he recognized who it was, got him out of there, and got him to a hospital without anybody knowing what happened. Dude, and, he, uh, last time I was in Sinners Nashville, Creed, I think his name was Sinners Creed. Is the name of the book. Last time uh, I was in Nashville, that's where Scott lives now. He came out to the show, came in the green room, hung out. And I'm telling you for real, jaded comics are all back there. It's a festival, so it's all comics. Jaded comics were like, oh, my God, it's Scott Stapp. They, like, lit up. They were like, shut up. Because everyone, I mean, everyone uh, strives for that kind of success he's had. But I think everyone connects with, like, how... How you can be real in the moment and it be misperceived by the public, whatever. I think he just got spanked because it was a little too uh, self-righteous and then he got caught, you know, in the middle Dude, of everything else. And that was the problem. Yeah, everyone right? yeah. everyone in this country wants to watch you fail. They yeah, yeah. want they to see it. you fail. They love it. It's what makes me hate the yeah, America somewhat. We were talking it's about It's every country. Money. England's the worst. I mean, Europe's the worst. I mean, you go to England, oh, like that's, that's all they England's do. England's bad. Yeah. I hate those people. Yeah, my mom. I hate her. <laughs> just kidding. Totally kidding, mom. You know I'm kidding. My mom is the most real mom in the world, though. Is she? Oh, are you kidding me? She swear to God. John, this is true. She was talking to me about sex. Any girl that will sleep with you right away will sleep with anyone because you're not special. It hurt my oh. feelings like you have. Ne- Turns out 100% right. Yeah, where is that parody right. now? Oh, incredible. I, I paid their house off, right? My mom had a stroke. My dad's been sick. And she's making fun of me for not finishing high school because I dropped out. And I go, how? First yeah. of all, house. Second of all, I go, where was the money going to come from, Mom? Where was my college fund? John, at a young age, we knew you were not college material. <laughs> I, was like, I feel like that with my youngest daughter. <laughs> she right? is, right? Man, you're, you're this like, kid is You better weird. take interpretive dance, kid. She yeah. took, she uh, keeps her deodorant in the refrigerator. <laughs> I, said, I, I said to my wife, I go, what's up with the, her name on the cap and her name on the base, Isla. On the cap and base, I go, what's up with that? And Leanne, my wife's like, I don't know. She said this family needs more secrets. So, <laughs> how old is she? She's ten. That's fantastic. So one morning, you need to you need to like praise that. I mean, let's see how weird it can get. I'll show you. One morning, I go in, I'm making coffee. Uh, Isla's getting ready for school. She opens her refrigerator door, pulls her deodorant out, takes the top off, swipes her finger across the deodorant, rubs it above her lip, puts the cap back on, and shuts the door. I go, "What the hell was that?" She just looks at me and goes, mind your own business, and leaves. <laughs> that is how weird this child is. Man, that's just, that's just great. Yeah, that's just, he's going to be fine. I mean, I, I honestly, when I say that with all seriousness, like anybody with that level, that's where they're at already, like you're fine. You're going to be fine. She can't read. She's dyslexic, <laughs> so she can't read. So like, but, but she's really like, she's an interesting child, like definitely. So like part of me is like, I, I'm not, 
I was like, I, I'm not like, I couldn't be an ad sales manager here, you know? Right. But I could do your job. Like, I mean, well, I, I could be talent. I, like, me and you are talent. Yeah. Like, we could be interesting and bizarre and different, but I can't, like, I don't know how to run books and stuff. No, no, so, I, can't, like, I can't fill out forms. Everybody here knows that. Like, yeah. You see, you know, I have that pack right there. It's not because I'm hip, that black bag, because I'm like a child where they pin notes. So yeah. you get when you're three years old, yeah. they, Jake's like, I put a book in your bag. Now you have to read it. I'm like, yeah. okay. So, yeah. like, how do I how do I raise a child like that? How do yeah. I raise a child who just does? You know, is not going to be corporate. She's going to do something different. How do you raise that child? My wife's having hardcore panic attacks about it, like staying up at night. Cause no, she'll be great, man. I think so. She'll well, find let's hope. all it. No, she will. I'm because I, I worry if a kid's dumb or mean. If a kid doesn't have empathy, and I see that, like a kind of kid who kicks a dog, I'm like, oh, you're going to be a dick all your life. That's or, what it is. That's what it is. You're right. You should worry about kids that are mean. Yeah, yeah, mean kids. I'm like, mm, you're going to suck in life. Yeah, because my kid's just weird. Yeah, weird's fine. Like real weird. I would do. We were all weird. Nobody in this room. She went to. I was at her softball. This this is my favorite story about this child ever, ever, ever. One hundred percent true to the point where I feel like a hack because I'm not putting anything into the story. She goes. It's softball practice. It's L.A. So they're so a little more liberal. They're not using a ball in softball practice. What? Because it's. I swear to God, you're making this. I swear to you. What do they use? Nothing. Nothing. They don't want to introduce failure this early into the season, so they have them in position, right? Yeah. Calling out plays, no ball, no ball, getting prepared. So girls are in position. Coaches out, out, out at the home plate. Ladies, runners on first and second. He makes a noise. <laughs> Come on. Ground, I swear to God. I would God, freak out. I swear to God. Some people might argue the ball is the most important part of the game. <laughs> Ground ball to Lily. Lily Frompkin, real name, real human being. Find her on Instagram. Fields it at third base perfectly. (laughs) Steps on third, throws to the second. They pretend catch it, throw it to first. Triple play, girls. Triple play. Bring it in. High five. They all high five, right? Okay? Yeah. I've never seen a triple play. These chicks are turning them two at a time. Now, my daughter, Isla, is in center field. I swear to you, all my children. Coach is like, all right, all right. Base is loaded. Fly ball to Isla. And immediately, I watch my daughter start backing up and then turn around and start running like it went over her head. There's no ball. (laughs) Who fails in their own imagination (laughs) and then throws her glove in the air like, screw it. It didn't happen. (laughs) The coach is like, I guess I hit it over her head. (laughs) I called my wife immediately and was like, you're never going to believe what your moron daughter just did. And my wife gets so protective. She's like, don't joke around with her. Like, don't make fun of her. This is her brain. This way her brain works. My dad shamed me for my brain, and that's why I drink. Don't mess with her. But I got to drive home with the kid. We're like 10 minutes away from home. We're on the the interstate. She's staring out the window like a stoner. Finally, I'm like, yo, Isla, what happened to that fly ball? She doesn't even make eye contact me. Stares out the window and just goes, yep. Coach really got a hold of that one. <laughs> that is my child. How do you parent that? Like, and the, here's the thing: is like I'm honest about her dyslexia and all that stuff because yeah. there's parents out there with kids with problems. They're fun to be around. They're funny, but it's like it's like man, it's a it's a uphill battle. Sure. 
Well, you know, Henry Winkler was dyslexic. This old man, we beat him all the time. Like, you made fun of him. Always told me he's stupid and a moron. He turned into the Fonz. Yeah. When By he the way, Hank Zipser books. If, if she uh, likes uh, I ran into Henry. 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 Oh, my. Sweetest. Hammered. I am hammered right now. <laughs> I ran into Henry Winkler at Sirius XM. We had done uh, the letter. We had done Letterman together. I ran into Henry, oh, Henry Isn't he great? Winkler. And uh, he got me those books, sent them to my house. Henry, uh, if. I'm telling you, if I, I I love my father, obviously, but if I had to replace my father, it would be with Henry Winkler, and I mean that with all my, ooh, I love him. Ooh, like, ooh, so ooh. I that's think a he's great the, game to play. Let me tell you this this story about Henry. We okay. all grew up with the Fonz, right? Like I loved the Fonz, uh. loved the Fonz. So he's coming into Kansas City. Jake and I are going to go meet him at this World of Wheels convention. We can get an autograph, right? Yeah. So he asked me. I think he's asking me to dinner, Johnny. Saturday night dinner, and I think he's asking me to. So I, I accept. <laughs> he never hears me say yes. What's a good place? You have to hear the audio because it's the most soul-crushing moment for a kid growing up. The, and he had no idea at the time he had done it. I can't wait to meet you on Friday. Jake's coming out. He's going out Friday or We're Saturday? Going out Friday, I think. All right, now let me ask you a question. Saturday night, dinner. Yes. Best restaurant, Kansas City. Uh, <laughs> Is that the you? most terrible thing? He's world. asking like, you where to go. And, and, like, and the whole town turned up. Like, I'm telling you, like, you should have seen this, this thing light up. Like, and then everywhere he goes, people are talking to him about it because the, everybody's, it's, it's just yeah. so terrible. And, and uh, so I start getting these calls. Now I'm afraid to pick up my phone because I think he thinks I've, I talked a bunch of smack on him. Well, I didn't at all. I just, it just happened, right? Yeah, He's yeah, a great yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm getting this. Hey, like, Johnny, this is Henry Winkler. Yes, it is. It is uh, like 20 after one. I still haven't met you. So everybody's telling me that you're talking about going to dinner. Where are we going, bud? Huh? I'm thinking Italian. Maybe a steakhouse. Are you in? And I, but he sounds kind of irritated. And I'm like, oh, dude, I can't. I, 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 I freak out. I can't call him back. I'd like Hi, Henry Winkler here. How are you? So we were waiting in the restaurant and waiting and waiting. And finally we had to order because they were going to kick us out. No Johnny Dare. Unbelievable. Every single human being that I met in Kansas City at the car show or not mentioned us talking together and dinner. Fantastic. The best you. I'm so sorry that we didn't get a chance to meet. I don't think I met you. Unless you, you know, you told me your name was Jim. So The best to you. Really, uh, I look forward to talking to you again. Oh, I think oh, I have his oh. number. I think I have his number. Well, we, we finally made friends. Yeah. So we ended up uh, talking, and then he flew in, and I, they catered a breakfast, and we did just much like we are now, only we took two mics on a table and had breakfast together. And we had, there was no process of, of interview or anything. We literally ate and just, and then if you, you could just listen in. If there was uncomfortable silence, it was uncomfortable silence. Really? And uh, he, he couldn't be a better human being. I, He's the sweetest guy. By the way, this is the girl I had the one night stand with. Oh, she's very cute. Not bad. She had really great cute. calves. Oh, she's like gorgeous. I saw. Yeah, she's 44. She doesn't look. She looks 24. I know, right? She's uh, very, her, why aren't her, you wearing a shirt? Uh, I don't wear shirts <laughs> when I perform. Her boobs are sloppy, though. Like, uh, they, they fell off to the side. My wife's got much I, better I don't boobs. enjoy that. When they, when they go all Marty Feldman, I don't yeah. enjoy that. Yeah. And that's my deal breaker. With, with, and I hate, it's not misogynistic. It's just, if everybody's got their thing they're like into, right? Like. I don't have to be big. I don't care if they're small. they got to be decent shaped. I can't take bad. Like, oh, my wife's got the best boobs in the world. Like, 
Even said, after oh, kids. I said, well, I guess she's gone. Even um, after kids, though? Oh, better after kids. Really? Better. I thought, better. I, I thought those little dream eaters sucked all the good parts. No, better. Much better. My, my wife's got probably like my favorite boobs I've ever seen. Like, there's, <laughs> a, girl, there's a girl named Lindsay Pellis. Uh, Google her. You'll uh, like her immediately. Like her immediately. <laughs> she's on Instagram. She's really hot. She came to my house. Uh, we did a podcast, and I have a podcast called Birdcast. If you want to check it out, oh, and I see, yes, yes you, know, you might know good. her. No, no, but I'd like to. Type in. You ready for this? Type in Lindsay Pellis slow mo. Oh my! Yeah, you're gonna like that a lot. <laughs> and my wife, what did she do? Uh, just is beautiful. That's it. She's just. It's the way the world works these right. days. You can be beautiful and put oh, out running. Oh, uh, yeah, you've yeah. seen that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're a dirty pervert. Teasing everything. Oh, yeah. Look at those. Yeah. yeah. Great. And so my wife meets her. By the way, Lindsay, so you don't, if you don't know, has really uh, uh, blonde, big boobs. Big boobs. Yeah. And my wife says to me very vulnerably, goes, is that what you I think? Gotta, I got to turn this off because otherwise I can't look at you. Yeah, no, no crap, right? She goes, is that what you think is pretty? And, I'm, and part of me is like, Obvious. Well, like an idiot, I went. Yeah, of course. Like that, yeah, everyone thinks that's gorgeous. But my wife's boobs are the perfect boobs. Yeah. I will say, in defense of my wife, my junk doesn't always look good. <laughs> like my wife's boobs always look good. They always look good. Every time I see them, they look great. See, that's that's great. But my junk, oh, it's horrible. It's, it's a swinging scale. And like sometimes ah. it looks like a popsicle stick. Sometimes it looks. Sometimes it looks okay. Now I know it always looks terrible. Like I know my girl. She if I showed it to you right now, if I showed it to you right I know, now, you'd be I know like, what they all look. we all look the same. We all have the weird, ugly balls. No, mine. And it like like a Hasidic Jewish person with the wisps of hair coming <laughs> yeah. out the side. It depends on what. Yeah, if I just hit it with a razor or whatever, you know, because I try to manscape. Dude, I just bit. lost weight, so now I can shave my junk. Because before that, it was just a bunch of guesswork. Dude, you lose some weight, you get another inch. You lose that bush fat. They say that. They say that, but that's not true. I got to Caesar up my stuff. <laughs> like, trim it back. There's more sidewalk. If you trim back the bushes, there's more sidewalk. Right, right, right. right. Uh, yeah, you always go for that extra. There's no way I can do television right now. I'm <laughs> way too hammered. I think you should just you show them your trim job. Oh, yeah. God. Just, just pull naked. it up. Yeah. Like, this is what I got. <laughs> Respect the game. This is what God gave me. Are you God. against God? Are you against God? And then just look at the guy and go, Jesus hates a pussy. Jesus. What? Jesus wanted us naked. <laughs> oh. Until the whore. Yeah, just, way, just go crazy biblical freak out. Can I tell you, I do a lot of radio. This is what radio is. Is this, this, the, this is so much fun right now. You, I think so. If I, we could like curse, it. it would be a little more free. Right. No, that, no, no. That's no, the one me. thing. It's like, though, FAA, FAA. No, that's the airplane. FCC. FCC. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Bert Chrysler's hammered. <laughs> You listen, I admire anybody who drinks whiskey out of a styrofoam cup. I'm big into styrofoam cups. Well, uh, <laughs> I almost threw up. It's, uh, no, it, it, trust me, because uh, I'm going to be in New York uh, over the week of the 4th, so I'm going to try to go by Sirius and just say hi to a few people. and Because yeah. I'm just so fascinated by it. You know, there's no money. If you're, if you're Howard or, or you're Opie you know, or somebody, there's money. Or Norton, who, by the way, is brilliant. Yeah, but, he's uh, great. Uh, yeah, for, for local goofballs like me there's there's no money in it for it but i'd love to to uh, experience that just wide open because 25 years of hammered along and yeah. and they get 75 percent of what you're really thinking and the other 25 you just have to push back down inside but the, the problem is is that a guy like you is like a lot of times we, we all start podcasts and we all think we're good at them but like the truth is 
we're not really good interviewers. None of us are. I a lot of times I sit across from a guy and halfway through I'm like I am done with this and I know I have to do another hour. See, but that that's here because you're naturally curious and and this is not turning into a, you know mutual masturbation. But you're, since you're naturally curious, you like to travel, you like to find stuff out, you ask questions. Yeah. Sometimes you just get somebody who's just not interesting, and you, you know you're an easy oh. interview to me because you're interesting, so it's easy to ask natural natural questions. No, but we're uh, both but, passionate people. That's what it is. Is that like yeah, sometimes Nick, you get the, see, what, I, see I, what Bert says? I get it. I see it. I'm, I'm taking it all in. I, like sometimes <laughs> you get I, even my good friends go on and I go. I don't think you get what uh, what entertainment's become because entertainment is about I believe is about connecting with humans' passion and like sure. finding out what they're passionate about. Sometimes I do podcasts, and if they, I'll tell you right now, if you listen to my podcast and it's under an hour or around an hour, it wasn't a good podcast. Don't even listen to it. because it, oh, Except for the one with David Tell and Tom Segura. That's only because David Tell had to leave. That is the best podcast I've ever done because Tom Segura and I love David Tell. I love Attell. Dude, Attell's the best comic. Dude, Rogan is, Rogan is, he defines what we're all doing right now because he is... He's passionate, and that's all he does is follow his passion. So let me tell you, in the, in the world of embarrassing moments, okay, Rogan and Tell are doing the pod, uh, and the Kansas City comes up, and they start talking about the show, and I'm like, you know, uh, you know, David Tell and John Rogan, except for Uh-oh. you look forward to that place, and then of course, um, Craig, uh, you know, the Glazer brothers, and uh, and actually one of the one of the Glazer brothers just died in Kansas City. Oh, really? You know, um, Craig, Craig's no, brother died. Craig's brother, yeah. But, Beetlejuice. Uh, hey, uh, <laughs> got David telling down this week. Yeah. We're gonna do about three days of radio. Um, you're up for it, right? Yeah. Well, you're he, coming. He would get you up, and you would have to do that one local guy in Kansas City, like the big time rock and roll guy in Kansas City. Yep. What's his name? Uh, Blaze. Yes. Yes. Oh. Johnny Blaze, Johnny right? Blaze. Johnny Blaze. I mean, come on, man. He's a very big supporter. <laughs> you're of like, there. It's there. It's just there. How cool is it? You can't get so, cool. But then they're nice. his name. He's a local radio DJ. His name's Johnny Blaze. And he's cool. Yeah. This show's fun to do, man. I only did it once. Super nice. <laughs> and they're super nice. And I'm like, oh, but they still didn't know Johnny Dare. Johnny yeah. Dare. That's that moment you go, eh? oh, yeah, no, I'm still me. I'm still me. <laughs> and that's me. It's just, I love that stuff. But it's that uncomfortable you know, funny that makes me laugh. Respect begets respect. They love you, yeah. man. That's, no, no, that's the truth. I feel the same way about all those guys, man. Oh, yeah. those, they're, they're great at what they do. Yeah. Uh, but it always makes me laugh. Just that moment where you're like, here it comes. Like, Fonzie's asking me to do yeah. <laughs> no, I love not. it, and I love that. I, yeah, it really is the best part of this life because it, it's, you know, that's the funniest stuff that'll ever happen. You can oh. make stuff up, but that's the stuff like you're like, oh. There was a girl, oh. there was a girl I took to uh, feature for me at a college, and we drove the whole ride there together. She told me she had herpes. Um, <laughs> she had just got, she had just gotten it, and so she was trying to deal with it. And, you know, comics are really cool with comics. Like, there's no secrets with comics. We'll tell each other anything, much like I probably I would with you or on the show, apparently. And so, uh, right before the show, I was in a bad way, so I was drinking uh, Jameson before I got on stage because I was I was a rough it was a rough night. And she says, "I don't want to mess it up. It's Kreischer, Kreischer, Kreischer." I go, "Yeah, yeah, it's Kreischer." She goes, "Kreischer, like cry, sure." I said, "Kreischer, it's Kreischer." She goes, "Awesome." She gets on stage. <laughs> She goes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, your comedy came to see tonight. It's a big college, sold out, like 500 people. Uh, 
You've seen him on Travel Channel. You've seen him on David Letterman. Put your hands together for Brent Kreischer. Oh. <laughs> and I just yeah. went, oh, honey. Oh. And then I said, it's Bert. And she went, oh, I never figured out your first name. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's how, and that's how she got herpes, everybody. <laughs> right. She's a sweet, she's a sweet girl. But that's that's this life, man. And that, that's what's uh, it's so interesting. Like, you know, these travel channel shows you do. And we come back to this. Like, you know, when I look at your website, I was like, Jesus Christ, look at all that, man. And it's just, it's amazing what you've done in, in, a, sh- in a relatively short amount of time. That's a lot of shows, a lot of uh, comedy, a lot of TV appearances. I mean, it really is. When you look at, it's BertBertBert.com, by the way. B-E-R-T, B-E-R-T, And a couple things before we got to go, because I got to ask you about fighting a bear. I fought a bear one time. A bear? Yeah. Real bear. Like a live bear. Yeah, the bear that fought Will Ferrell in Semi-Pro. A wrestling bear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Muslim? No, no, no. They don't Muslim? No, no Muslim. Why would you fight a bear, Bert? I wanted to be famous if we're going to get... To the end of it, sure. Like, yeah, yeah. I th- I thought I wanted to do TV. I uh, got a show called Hurt Bert, where if I swear to God, when if you if you pull it up right now, you'll be more interested in this. I fought a bull one time. Type in Hurt Bert Rodeo Clown, and that is more interesting than the bear. We made him ride a a, 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 a bull one time, and he broke his tailbone. We could use another cocktail in here. Joe Boo needs another refill. Joe so they... Boo. Did you just say Joe Boo needs another I live down the street from uh, from Corbin Burnson. Oh. I love him. What a great weirdo. Super I, I weirdo. I watched his son deal drugs one time. Super good. I say, yeah, his son came out and his, son, his son's like, uh, gay, sold drugs and was like, what's up, homie? And I saw him do the drug handshake. I go, you're Corbin Burnson's son. Like, uh, by the way, that's allegedly. I don't <laughs> know if that's true. You see me fight a bear, right? Bull? No, no, here's the bull here. Pull it up. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. So there he is. You're dressed as a clown. A so- a rodeo I'm clown. dressed as a rodeo Bert's clown. training today was a very condensed crash course. Oh, he hit you right in the stomach. Dude, no. broke my ribs, broke oh. my foot. No condensing, just crashed. Did he not tell you to move when the horse, he the, when the bull me, went he, at you? He said when the bull picks a direction, you pick the other direction, but I picked the direction first. Look at that. Hold on, let me go back. Oh, they, they do a replay of it. Jesus Christ, man. Dude, they do a slow-mo replay of it that is so bad. Uh, it, yeah, that that's... There it is. Hold on. Here you go, Nick. You want to see it? Yep. The only word that comes to my mind when I think about hitting me is volume. That head was so big, and I didn't get like a little bit of the head on me. That whole head went into my whole side of my my body from my hip to my shoulder. I've been hit a lot. I've been hit by football players. I got hit in the mouth with a baseball bat. Listen to how high my voice is. That didn't hurt as bad as getting hit by that bull. Look at this. I could feel his hoof scrape down my leg and step on my foot. And all I thought was, please, God, just get this bull away from me so that I don't speak with a slur for the rest of my life and have a footprint on the side of my head. He hit you as hard as them guys playing football? All they did is he got by him when he got his arm over him and picked him up. He's just a half a step away from making it. He just kind of hung out in front of him a little long and just that one step. I mean, you were, you were right where you should have been. He did really well for his first time. Dude. Except for the part where he got run over. <laughs> Those are legit rodeo. Uh, bull, I think they call them bullfighter, bull riders. Uh, they're not, not rodeo clowns. Or whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. Those guys are legit, man. I got, I got 
I got banged up. Have you seen the new ones where they put you in the inflatable ball and the, the bulls hit yes. it and shoot you over the top? Everything crazy that's ever been thought of, I've been pitched. Like, I've done it all. I've done everything there is to do. There's not one thing that you can say out there that's crazy that I haven't done on Travel Channel or on that's FX fun, or... Man. Yeah, well... We've done some dumbass over the years, for sure. Name one time it. I wrapped him in bubble wrap and hit him with my Jeep at 20 miles an hour. Okay, I haven't fun. done that. <laughs> we did that. We built an experimental aircraft to see if we could do it and flew it on the air. Flew it live on the show. I was a stunt pilot for a day. That's great. So I took up a plane, a light wing aircraft or whatever, go up and start doing hammerhead rolls. So that I, I'm That's the pilot. Which is- I'm the pilot. I've never flown a plane in my life. And you were working the ailerons, everything? You were working the foot pedal, everything? Everything. Guy behind uh, me crazy. going, uh, all right, uh, right pedal, left pedal, right pedal, uh, t- turn to the left. And so I do it, and it hammerheads, and he's yeah. like, all right, pull back. Like, in my headsets. Dude, that was insane. Because I've done a hammerhead in a Red Baron biplane, but I was yeah. a passenger. No, I did it. I flew it. Oof. I flew it. I take the aviation lessons before. It was insane. I've done everything. Uh, I was a, in a cage with a great white shark. I've, I've, I've died, but I've never done great white sharks. Dude, I ran out of oxygen at 90 feet in Fiji. I actually have run out of oxygen in uh, in Thailand when they dropped us on the wrong side of the island, and the current was so strong, I had my arm through my girlfriend's BC, and I literally, and I'm out. Because I've been trying to, and I smoked at the time, so I was burning through oxygen, like, no, it's about 80 feet down. Tearing through. And then I, same thing happened to me. Yeah. Uh, my guide, who looked like a more feminine junior Seau, um, <laughs> gives me her regulator, right? And then the first, and by the way, I'm out of oxygen. I'm at 90 feet. The, ac- the exit strategy is 10 feet per minute. That's how you go up. You ascend. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, Safely, it, yeah. so go take a second and walk 10 feet in one minute. See how slow you go. She gives me a regulator. And the first thought I think is not that I'm going to die. It's that, oh, someone had curry for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I've had I've had some pretty scary moments. Yeah, I've, I've always been pretty uh, – we've done a lot of weird stuff, but I, I can't – nothing compares to that, like great white sharks and, and – and, Great white sharks we did in South Africa. I, By the way, I'd suggest this to anybody. If you ever get a chance to swim with great white sharks, do it in a cage. 100% safe amazing one of the like a real spiritual moment it really is it's, it's like going to church and getting it uh, there's a place in in hawaii this is like more attainable but like in haleiva uh at north shore shark adventures or hawaiian shark adventures great white shark, that place is the best because they're they're uh a hundred sharks around you i've done the, shark diving in polynesia but not uh great it's like black great tab, white white great white yeah, great white's the the, the yeah, beast. of course right yeah. dude we had these ones in in south africa and the visibility was bad so that you would only see them when they bit on the cage Oof. much like a shark attack Oof. you would just be sitting in the cage and then just like honk it was insane dude there's a new acrylic tube ones you've seen that what have acrylic tubes now that so the shark can't really perceive it very well so he really tries to get his mouth around the acrylic tube and so you don't have bars now it's completely clear that you're looking through <sighs> i want yeah. that yeah right i, that's I, I want that where do, can i get that in brisbane australia tube, uh, i'm gonna be in brisbane for not i'm not promoting dates in brisbane right now but <laughs> tourism but brisbane. i'm gonna be there for an extra day i'm gonna stay an extra day and i want to go sh- you Short can, dunk. by the way, do uh, in Australia do the uh, Crocosaurus Cove, where you have a uh, it's a it's a acrylic tube. They put you in a, croc- a giant crocodile pond inside what? there. Yeah, 
the cage of death at Crocosaurus. Oh. Hold on. I'm sorry. Send this to me yeah. right now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, in 2008 opened up. The largest saltwater crocodiles on the planet. Dude, crocodiles are legit. They're no joke. Mm. Like, crocodiles, I heard a story. I was in uh, Australia, and this guy was like, what's this? Shut up. <laughs> Where is this? I want to do this. That's in Australia. Uh, I was I was talking to this guy in Australia, and he was like, yeah, man, crocs are no joke, man. No, no joke. I said, really? He goes, yeah, one time, as a kid, sitting on the dock, we're all having a beer, having a having a laugh. Crocodile comes up and takes my mate. Well, they're hanging out on a dock, and a crocodile grabbed his friend, and he never saw his friend again. Oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm like, what got you? I would move so quickly. Oh my God. Yeah, you're if right. I yeah, lost of my friend yeah. one time, all I need to lose is one friend, and I never live here again. It's like a mosquito, but it's a crocodile. <laughs> You have been listening to Off Air with Johnny Dare. Off Air with Johnny Dare.